Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. Podcast. Today's episode features Wayne Peters with a message called Walking in the Light. If you'd like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org. 1 Corinthians 15, 21-26 For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. We know that sin came through Adam. Okay, uh, Verse 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I, I often um, uh, take note of the word all. We know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even, the, even a newborn baby when he is born, has a nature that is death. Uh, it says, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The same word appears, that all shall be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority, and all power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet, the last enemy shall be destroyed is death. Wow. That's quite a scripture. It brings us... uh, uh, Right uh, to Genesis, um, where man sinned. But first of all, um, I would like to read uh, Genesis 2, 16 to 18. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should live alone. I will make him a helpmeet. God was clear. We heard this morning about obedience, and uh, it's important that we are obedient. And so when I think about what, are we, what, what, do we, what do we need to be obedient about? We were talking this earlier this morning in the breakout room uh, that we should be established in the present truth. We know that uh, we were born in sin. We shape in iniquity. We are um, destined for for uh, death and hell and the grave. Not a very bright future. But uh, then Jesus came along and uh, he gave us something. Uh, he, he reversed that action. I'd like to read in, in uh, Genesis also. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. 
And God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day. The um, We know that this uh, first day creation of light and darkness uh, was not the um, the sun, moon, and the stars because God made them uh, on the fourth day, I believe it was. When we think of what the scripture says that uh, in God is light and in him is no darkness, then you'd have to wonder uh, what that darkness was. If God is light and in him is no darkness, what was the darkness? You know, Isaiah talks about people sitting in darkness. Uh, It talks about people sitting in darkness in the days of Christ and that he came to uh, bring light uh, to the people. We know that um, uh, there's a, a realm of the spirit. Uh, there's, there's, there's heavenly places. There's powers in the heavenlies. <clears throat> God created the earth. But there's uh, spiritual powers in, in play. <clears throat> and in Isaiah 14, 12 to 17, you see, we don't really know. When, when I think about darkness, I think about... You know, when did this darkness come? Uh, it says that Lucifer, here it says uh, in, in Isaiah fourteen twelve to 17, he says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, in the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof and opened not the house of the prisoners? So I said, we don't know when uh, Lucifer turned uh, on his um, thoughts, uh, but we know that um, he was the morning star, the son of the morning, which doesn't sound like darkness to me at all. So somewhere along the line, Lucifer had discussions with other angels, and um, and they decided that they would oppose God. Opposing God brings darkness. We as mankind, we were born into darkness. Again, you know, going back to the the first day of creation, God said, let there be light. And light, God is light. And Jesus is light. In fact, the Bible says that he is the one, Jesus is the light that lighteth every man that comes into the world. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. We know that when Adam dis, disobeyed God, uh, God had given Adam uh, exact uh, instructions, uh, which trees he could uh, eat from and which tree he could not eat from. It says that uh, that when that happens, when they would eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would die. 
they really didn't know absolutely, uh, I doubt whether they knew what that meant to die. What does that mean? In Adam, it says we all died. In Christ, we'll all be made alive. So we are in a process of death when we're born. In other words, we have a expiry date. We know that Adam disobeyed God. His physical body did not instantly immediately die, but rather he entered into the realm of death. He now stepped out of eternity and stepped into a time zone. In a time zone, as well as a death zone, which means that we have an expiry date. When we read about Adam and Eve, uh, the, the first thing that happened after they partook of sin in disobedience, they wanted to hide. And at the end of the day, at, you know, if, if I was you know, going to highlight something, it is that we should partake of Christ in such a way that we don't hide. We expose ourselves. We'll read the account in in, um, in in Genesis 3. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said unto them, woman, hath God said ye shall not eat the tree of the garden? We have to understand that the serpent hasn't changed his game plan at all. God has not changed his game plan either. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the tree... Fruit of the tree of which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband. And he did eat. The eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And The Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where are you? He said, I have heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? The man said, The woman whom thou gavest me with, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me that I did eat. We could we could um, analyze our human behavior, looking at these scriptures. You know, it's it's pretty, it's it's pretty de- everyday stuff for our lives. The enemy is roaming around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's paying full attention to you and me, day and night. Adam and Eve were uh, in a wonderful place. But the moment they sinned, they immediately wanted to clothe themselves. You could ask the question, what's the difference? Why did that happen? There was no additional people there. There was no additional animals there. Nothing had changed 
except their heart. Their heart had changed. They had been disobedient. And so the, so immediately, and, and so what I'm talking about is in our walk this week, last week, if we look back at our lives, we've been disobedient. And when we are disobedient, we clothe ourselves. We have many layers of clothing. Verse 9 says, The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? You know, this is a beautiful thing about God. God, who created all things, he knows your heart. He knows the end from the beginning. Before you were born, he knew you. He knows every decision you're going to make. He knows every decision you have made. He knows every decision you're going to make. And he knows now. And to him, it's all now. And when God said, Adam, where are you? We know for sure that God wasn't puzzled where Adam was. But God gave Adam an opportunity to expose himself. And God does the same thing in this hour. God did come into the world to condemn the world he came to save it god doesn't come down with a hammer and he says you know he's not the accuser the enemy of our soul is the accuser he accuses us but he says adam where are you usually adam was happy to meet god adam and eve were happy to meet god generally we're happy to meet God. And as as I mentioned, you know, what I want the church to be is to be completely set free. And if we don't come to a point where we are clothing ourselves from the things that we have done, we will constantly be in bondage. We will be in bondage. So God knew where Adam was, but he wanted to get, he wanted Adam and Eve to willingly expose themselves and say, and, and, you know, sometimes my mind wanders and I wonder what would have happened if when God came to them that day and said, and, and, and they, they had clothed themselves and they had just simply said, you know, God, we are so sorry. We've been disobedient. We um, partook of the tree. We were deceived. The enemy lied to us. I wonder what the results would have been at that point. But that nature that they inherited that day doesn't do those things. It does not do those things. And it still doesn't. How many people can easily say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, forgive me. So so God says, where are you? He says, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. What had changed? You see, we can clothe ourselves with many, 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 many sins. And when we do, we're not all that anxious to meet with God. And and so, you know, when we think about communion, 
and we think about examining our hearts and lives before we partake of communion, this is where we've got to go. We've got to go and say, you know what? I am willing to take this off, this, this sin. I'm willing to take it off. I'm willing to expose the sin and I'm willing to lay it at the cross. We must examine our lives. Uh, you know, Adam and Eve examined their lives and they said, you know, we're not going to expose ourselves. We're going to try and hide from, we're going to hide. And, and we're going to see, you know, how this works with, with meeting with God. We're not really looking forward to our meeting, but we know we, he's in control. We're going to meet. But we don't like our circumstances. And in verse 11, he says, who told you that you were naked? So, again, you know, you think about the nature of God and his willingness to work with us. First of all, he says, where, where are you? Now he's saying, uh, who told you you were naked? You know, he gives them an opportunity to, to come clean. He said, uh, who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? So here's question number three. So God is, has asked him three questions. Hast thou eaten of the tree of life whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest me to be with me, she gave me of the tree that I and I did eat. Was that sufficient to to blame the woman who he had been given? Was that good enough to cleanse him? Absolutely not. But that's human nature. This is the nature that he inherited when it says in Adam all die this is the death process this is part of death is when we act like this when we clothe ourselves when we hide from God when we blame others and don't take responsibility for our own actions Art uh, read out of Colossians 3 and he says put off Put off. In other words, that would be a verb. I'm not a teacher, but uh, I would say uh, you, you've got to take action. You've got to take action. A lot of times people will say, uh, okay, well, you know, this is where, where works comes in. You know, th they want to do works. But works will not set you free. Uh, that's what Adam did. We we heard in prophecy this morning about abiding in the vine. Abiding in the vine means that we are connected. Adam and Eve took clothing. They took leaves off of a tree and they uh, covered themselves with a dying situation. This would have to be done over and over and over and over again. And that's what happens when we Try and do our own covering when we cover ourselves. So uh, let, let us look into uh, Acts chapter 5. Here we see uh, two church members. A certain man named Ananias and with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept part of the price, his wife also being privy to it brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, 
Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not your own? After it was sold, was it not your in your power? Why have you con- conceived this thing in your heart? Thou hast need not lied unto men, but unto God. Uh, at that time in Acts, uh, many people sold their possessions, put all the proceeds uh, before the apostles, and and uh, uh, it, you know they they distributed it as they saw fit. And so here they had sold their asset, their home, their home. The moral of this story is not about that part of it. The moral of the story is that they endeavored to deceive. They walked in a they they walked where uh, they wanted to do something good, you know, to actually sell your asset and and set and give a part of the donation to the apostles was, was quite a move. I don't know how, how you would feel about, you know, liquidating your assets and, uh, and bringing it before the, the uh, apostles. So there was good intentions, but... God's not interested in partialness. He's not interested in in us uh, giving a part. I think we, I, I'm not sure if we sang that song uh, this morning about um, uh, giving him your all, not just a part. Do you think we can do that? Give him your all, not just a part. We sing that song, just as I am, I come. We cannot fool God. You know, he knew exactly where Adam was. He knew the the state of their mind. There was no nothing that was a surprise to God. Sin is going to separate us. And when we when we look at Isaiah fifty nine one to four, behold the Lord's hand. I'll wait till you get there. Isaiah fifty nine one to four. Behold the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Isn't that wonderful? God is not paralyzed. Whatever is going on in your life, God can deal with it. His ear is not, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But, okay, now we're talking into conditions. It's the same as if. Those are conditions. He says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So we want answers to prayer. Amen. We're all looking for answers to prayer. But he says, your iniquities have separated you from God. Iniquities are the the very things that Adam and Eve did. They they had iniquity. The enemy of our soul has iniquity. Uh, Lucifer had iniquity. Iniquity. He says our our iniquities have separated between you and your God. So if we left it there, that would be a sad story, and there would be a separation. But don't forget the verse that we started with. In Adam, all die. In Christ, shall all be made alive. 
if we don't examine our hearts and lives, it's a problem. He says, uh, for your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies. Okay, we saw what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. They spoke to men, but it says that they were speaking to God. They had lied against the Holy Spirit. What we do to one another is the same thing that we are doing to God. We can't separate that. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity, speak lies, they conceive mischief, and bring forth iniquity. So sin is going to separate us. Sin did separate. Uh, when we look at Adam and Eve, uh, they, they went from life to death. In Adam, we all die. That's the nature. While we are living, we're dying. When a child is born, it, it, it enters, it's, it's part of death. John 1, from verse 1 to 13. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. I would venture to say that everything that was made from the second day onward was the work of Christ. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. Don't forget that God made light on the first day. And here in verse 4 it says, In him was life and the life was the light of men. We could read later on in Revelations where, where the, the, that city that God is making will not be dependent on the sun and the moon and the stars. It will not be dependent on light. Uh, in today's world, if the sun quit shining for 24 hours, we might turn into ice. Uh, we're dependent on the sunshine. But we're, we're, the, the time is coming in the city of our God where the sun, moon, and the stars will not necessarily be the life-giving sources. Life and light happened on the first day, and it happens in Christ. So we read here, John 1, verse 5, and the light shines in darkness. Praise God. Amen? And the darkness comprehended it not. If you want to send the enemy for a whirl, Yield your life to Christ, who is your light. That's very confusing. That's a, that's a world that, that is very, uh, very uh, concerning to the enemy of our soul because he, he's, he's got a race because his goals are death, hell, and the grave destruction. And he wants all of us to never, never, ever expose our sins. What I'm saying about not exposing, not being willing to, to become naked before God Almighty and to one another in that spiritual sense is if we're not prepared to do that, we will continue to live in darkness. Verse 7, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light and all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. Talking about John that was the true light which lighteth every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, 
and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Well, you know, um, uh, you are you you see this light, you know this light, because you have received the light. When you have received received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you were born again. You saw with new eyes, a new heart. He came into his own, unto his own, and the own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Focusing a little bit on that line, there's a big difference between being a child of God and being a son of God. A child of God is somebody that never really moves on. He, he, he runs around the same circle. The Israelites were God's people. Uh, whether they walked around that mountain a hundred times, but there was a cloud that moved, and there's a cloud that is moving today, and if we will follow that, then we will grow up and we will become more mature, and we will we will know what we're that what is in the present truth. He came to his own, his own received not, but as many as received him, them to them gave he the power to become sons of God. Sons of God are people that are led by his spirit. The political unrest that we see, opinions of every nature, every man is right in his own eyes. Anybody that wants to argue can and will because they have facts. And facts don't necessarily mean truth. We saw that when Joseph was accused of being involved with Potiphar's wife. She actually literally had his clothing in his in her hands, and he was put into prison. He was accused. He was he was uh, put on trial. He was found guilty. And facts don't mean that you have truth. Truth is found in Jesus Christ. And we don't have to be led around by every wind of doctrine. We don't have to be uh, worried about this news station uh, is, is CNN the right place to get facts and, and, and news and truth. You will not find truth in these areas. You may find information, but that is the same thing that they had when they partook of the tree of knowledge. I'm not putting knowledge, the tree of knowledge in with truth, but uh, maybe there's a, a closer parallel than we think. But when we eat of the tree of knowledge, that didn't resolve their issue. In fact, it compounded their problem. This morning, we had prophecy that said that we should abide in the vine. God wants us to be tapped into it. That doesn't mean you're not going to be discouraged from time to time. Through prophecy this morning, God said he walks through the vineyard. And if there's a drooping plant, he will, he will lift it up. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. As many as received to, gave, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So how do we have to be? Do we have to be absolutely 100% perfect to be an overcomer, to be a, um, a son of God? I like the idea of uh, thinking about David in the scripture. The Bible says that David was a man after his own heart. And as human beings, we would say, well, how could that possibly be? 
because David was such a bad man in certain areas. I mean, if we were going to keep track of people's sins, David would come fairly high on the level. I don't think, I think he's done things that, that some of us have not done. He, 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 uh, he, he murdered a man. He was an adulteress. Uh, he tried to hide. He did exactly what Adam and Eve did. And, and God says in Acts 13, 22 to 23, when he had, when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill my will. Of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a savior, Jesus. Wow. I would say there's hope. Here's a very hopeful situation. David did some really, really bad things. But you know what he did? When we read in uh, Psalms 51, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You know, uh, David exposed himself. He says, you know, he, he, he was a terrible person, and he, he came clean before God. And, and, uh, and I want to encourage us that no matter what we've done, no matter what we're clothing ourselves with at this present time, we need to come clean and we will be a man after God's own heart. First Samuel thirteen fourteen says, But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be a captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Uh, he's talking about Saul. He's talking about a man that was disobedient, did the same thing that Ananias and Sapphira did, trying to hide things i killed everything just like you said well, what's the what's the bleeding of the sheep and uh, and and of course he had saved the king and so forth we have to come clean the books are going to be opened and we will be judged we are all going to be judged you know don't think that god is just going to let everything play out and all it's it's all good god is judging and he's going to separate and so then the question is, you know, how, what do I do? Well, what we have laid before the cross and put under the blood, the Bible says that it will be blotted out. It will never be remembered again. And so uh, when you think about the fact that you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior and you've uh, said sorry for my sins and, and uh, you were born again, that's not the end of the road. You will have to repent, maybe on a daily basis. Uh, I Rarely a day goes by that I don't ask God to forgive me of my failures, my shortcomings. You know, maybe they're not murdering a person. Maybe they're not stealing or lying. But maybe they're an attitude towards someone, even within your own home. The, the word Lucifer, in Latin terms, uh, literally means light bringer. Satan, as a title, is a Hebrew word that literally means adversary. We first see it appears in the book of Job. Satan came to God accusing Job of only being faithful because he was blessed. So he, he's the accuser. Uh, he's, he's watching what we're doing, and he's accusing us. That's what he does. 
and and uh, he's sometimes called the devil and and that comes from a, a greek word diabolos false accuser slanderer it's similar to satan uh, an adversary against god's people who wrongfully accuses them the uh, the term satan and the devil are often used interchangeably god wants us to walk in the light first john 1 5 to 7 it says uh, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that god is light in him is no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin that's a tremendous passage that's a tremendous passage he's saying god is light in him is no darkness if we say we have fellowship and walk in darkness so can we can we kind of look at that throughout the week and say if you feel like you're walking in darkness i am here to tell you you don't have to walk in darkness you don't have to if we walk in the light as he is in the light we'll have fellowship one with another that was the problem in the garden they broke fellowship first john 1 8 to 10 says if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us this is a beautiful verse here if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from some unrighteousness no he's he's gonna cleanse us from all unrighteousness you may think well you know what i've done is a terrible thing i think about ananias and sapphira and and i and and i I guess this is just how my mind works you know i kind of wonder what would have happened if ananias and sapphira uh right after would have said you know what peter uh we're sorry we 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 uh we actually held back it was their right to do that but what they didn't have the right to do was to lie and to not be 100 percent honest and and up and forthright and, and 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 so on and sometimes you know we we may think well you know we're we're pretty close to the truth you know we can we can uh you know this will this will have to do you know god is looking for a hundred percent deliverance he didn't come to deliver us 95 percent he came to deliver us 100 percent so james 5 uh, verse 16 says confess your faults one to another pray one for another why okay we're confessing and we're praying that you may be healed who wants healing not only from sin we're not only from our sickness of our bodies and so on but we want to be healed so that we can partake of the tree of life don't don't forget that god's plan is to complete the circle 
Okay, uh, what happened in 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 uh, in the Garden of Eden? Jesus Christ came to completely 100% reverse that action. Uh, God took Adam out of the garden. Why? Lest they partake of the tree of life and live. To live uh, with uh, hiding and fear and clothing yourself with your own clothing and living forever was never God's intention. God's intention is that we get completely set free. And so when we read in Revelations 2, verse 7, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. I don't think he's going to take us to that Garden of Eden. There's going to be a, where we're, Colossians or Ephesians says we're, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Wherever God is, that's where the garden is. He says that if we overcome, that means that we're going to lay down our own desire. We're going to expose ourselves. We will, we will come in. We came in naked. We're going to go out naked. We came in with nothing. We're going to leave with nothing. But we don't want to die. We want to, lay, we want to lay down and give up and, and, and expose ourselves while we are here on terra firma. And that's when he's, he's talking about overcomers. He says he's going to give to eat of the tree of life. We're, what, what, what God intended for Adam and Eve to, to live in that state, not even knowing what death is, God, as long as we're going to keep our own clothing on, our clothing is like filthy rags. As long as we're going to keep our own filthy rags on, we're not going anywhere. You can talk till you're you're going to be blue in the face. We are going nowhere that way. We will not enter the kingdom of God with our own righteousness. It's not going to happen. We won't do it. He says to him that overcometh. What are we overcoming? Lay down that sin that so easily besets you. God has been talking to us about forgiveness, uh, offenses, unity. Those are the things that God wants. When I read uh, Jeremiah and his message was, here's what God is saying to the church, to you people. And he says, we don't want that. You know, and and so we're sitting here in, in 2021 and God is telling us what he wants. And we're saying, we don't want that. We will die in the wilderness if we don't if we don't hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So just uh, a ray of hope here, and uh, hopefully this is a ray of hope. In Christ shall be all be made alive. Uh, let's read Revelations 21, 23 to 27. I was talking to you about earlier about the sun and the moon. I I I hope that you are getting a little bit of the message about the first day of creation when god said let there be light and there was light and he separated light from darkness we want nothing to do with darkness we want to get rid of darkness we want to be in the light and the light has nothing to do with the sun moon and the stars and so it says here in revelations 22 5 to 7 there shall be no night there no no i i love it uh i love the 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 psalms where where it says that your god 
never sleeps. He never slumbers. You know, we get tired. We get irritable and so on. But God never sleeps. He never slumbers. His feet are solid. He will not slip. Your God is a wonderful God. It says there will be neither, the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the lamb, the lamb that is in you is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. I'll finish uh, with Revelations 22, 5 to 7. There shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither the light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. The Lord God of the holy prophets said, sent his angels to show unto his servants the thing which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. There's so many things we could read about. Uh, when you look in your concordance and you look up the word light, you look up the word darkness, you work, look up the word hide and, and so on. These are, these are key words for me. Let us just take off our filthy garments. Let us abide in the vine. In Christ, in Adam, in Adam, we all die. But let us not live there. Let us, it says, in Christ shall all be made alive. Let us let the Lord make us alive. God bless you. Thank you. If you would like more information about the moving of God's spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.